Welcome to Breaking Ice and Building Bridges from Possibilities. I'm Kelly Johnson. And I'm Byron Jackson. Glad you're here. Connecting a community through conversation. Hello, this is Byron Jackson with Breaking Ice and I always forget what I'm supposed to say, Building Bridges. Hope you're having a wonderful day out here at is a wonderful day for me. If you're listening to this at night, it will be, have a wonderful night. If you're listening to it at dawn, it will be, have a wonderful dawn. So whatever time of the day. My guest today is, this is almost like an AA meeting because all I know is Whitney. <laughs> what is your last name, Whitney? It's Brian. Whit- Whitney Brian, and you're a reporter with Oklahoma Watch. Yes. So you you watch Oklahomans. I watch Oklahomans, absolutely. And you're a journalist. Yes. And you're very good. Thank you. You're very good. Whitney is, uh, she's, well, I haven't let her talk, but she's really a very shy uh, person about stuff she's (laughs) done. So I want to ask you some questions that you don't get to answer very often. Okay, shoot. So Whitney Bryan, and you grew up where? I grew up here in Oklahoma, uh, born and raised in Edmond, and then I went to OU for college. OU School of Journalism. I did, yes. You know that I actually wrote for the school paper in the 70s. I did not know that. Yes, I had a byline column that came out uh, once a week with my picture and everything. Great. I worked for the paper as well, but I was running online side. So I was doing a lot of video and I was a multimedia editor for a while. So you know how to edit video? I do. Really? I do. At least I pretend to edit video. That is very interesting. <laughs> so We do videos on our website occasionally. So What made you... Like, why, what got you interested in journalism? Well, when I was in college, um, I actually started as a PR major because I thought um, that sounded like a career that would be fun. You know, I'm very social, so a lot of people, um, um, a lot of writing. You know, I just, I felt like what I thought I knew about public relations uh, sounded like a good fit for my personality. So, I jumped into that, and I was taking a class at OU, um, with the College of Journalism and, and PR. They're all kind of in the same school, and I was taking the Intro to, to Mass Communications class where all the kids, no matter your major in that college, you all go in to this big lecture. And the teacher was the journalism dean, and I went to his office to argue with him about an assignment that I felt was unethical and that I was not going to do. And if he wanted to give me a different assignment, that was fine, oh. but I, I would not do that one. And he said, well, that's because you you should be a journalist. And I argued with him some more. And uh, about 45 minutes into the argument, my light bulb came on and I realized he was absolutely right. I should be a journalist. I was in the wrong major. <laughs> I should be a journalist. And there was no turning back from that point. Well, so... Biggest thing, could I, so let's ask, we could ask, I'll ask you a question. Okay. And then you could ask me a question. Okay. Is this fair? That sounds so good. Be fair. Biggest thing you've ever overcome? Oh, wow. Um, 
So I, I mentioned to you earlier, I, I went hiking last week, which is just my favorite thing to do in the whole world. Um, I, so I would say that I, as a kid, I had really severe asthma, um, re- really bad. And, and I was athletic. I, I danced throughout my childhood, um, but asthma was always a factor. Mm. I, you know, I had inhalers in every pocket and um, I would collapse, you know, when I came off stage and someone would have to give me some breathing treatment. It, it was really bad and scary as a kid. Um, but as an adult, I moved to Colorado for a while and had really a difficult time hiking, but just decided I was sick of asthma holding me back and uh, really pushed through. And now I've gotten to a point where I've sort of grown grown out of the asthma and ha- pushed myself enough at altitude and on hikes that I am now able to to do hikes that I never imagined I could do um, typically without having any sort of issue. Um, I think part of that is probably just growing out of it, you know, as I get older, but certainly part of it was, you know, pushing myself to do things that were really difficult um, and to do them regularly enough that my body adjusted to, you know, breathing at altitude and doing difficult things. And, and that was probably the biggest hurdle that I've overcome. So hiking is not just hiking for you. It is also a place you go to where you've accomplished something and overcome something. Yeah. So it's like it's almost a badge of honor for you that I've done this. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely find myself, um, you know, in those moments of uphill hiking where you're panting and you just want to stop and, you know, curl over and take a deep breath and cry sometimes because your legs hurt so bad. I often find myself in those moments like really feeling grateful Mm -hmm. that I'm still moving forward. Um, And really, I find a lot of gratitude in those moments of like heavy breathing and, you know, hard uphill walking, because that's something that, you know, several years ago, I, I don't feel like I would have done. So certainly that that helps with the difficult hiking to just feel like it's a huge accomplishment. That's pretty cool. Your turn. Mm, my turn. Yes. Okay. Well, because we were talking about um, our happy places earlier, um, tell me what's your happy place and why? Music. I was thinking of that this morning. I just, music. Uh, I grew up, uh, a lot of drinking in my house as I was growing up, and music was always a place that I could, I remember going in my room and just putting on music, and music could take me places. Music and reading. And uh, I just really um, still like it. I mean, I DJ on the side I have for the last 20 years, and I, I only take stuff I want to take now. And um, I just like music. I just think there's something spiritual about, like if I, like I, had, I did an eighth grade dance, Alcott Middle School last week. And so... Sometimes with the with the audience, a group, you just hit this place where people kind of forget about how they look, and they just let the music come into their. And I just love helping people to reach that spot with music because 
there's a place where you can release with it, and um, I just love it. Do you have a favorite album or a favorite song? It depends. I mean, just because I like all genres. And I also think that, now this is one of my opinions, I, I believe that when we label music, it really falls into the same category as how we put races and sexes and social economic things into boxes. And I just think that music is an expression. And so I really don't want to box in. So no, they could all be my favorite. Mm -hmm. Fleetwood Mac, I've listened to uh, today, though. Do you like music, kiddo? I love music. Yes, I I mentioned earlier I grew up dancing was my sport as a kid. Um, and I did that for years and years. So I have no musical talent whatsoever. Me either. Me can't, either. I can't read music. Uh, none at all. Never played an instrument. Um, can't sing except in my car uh, with the windows rolled up so no one can hear me. Uh, maybe in the shower occasionally. But um, but I do love music. I, I completely understand what you're what you're describing. In fact, I'm always shocked. I have. Um, brothers and lots of nieces and nephews who who are much younger than me and uh, teenage age. And, you know, they just they play video games and they're on their phones, but they don't listen to a lot of music. And I, I can't wrap my head around how they get through middle school and high school, you know, without music. That was how we dealt with hard things and celebrated happy things and connected with each other. It was all through music. And so I'm always um, shocked and a little sad that they don't seem to have that same connection. I was reading an article on anguish yesterday, and it just talks about that anguish is this emotion that takes you to a place that kind of knocks you on your knees. It's like sadness and like trauma combined. And that art, like music, it's one of the few things that helps us to express anguish. Mm-hmm. We don't express it, but an artist can sing something very expressive. Our writer can write something that really captures the anguish that we feel inside. Mm-hmm. And so it helps us to release. And, um, so you're right. I mean, people really don't have outlets. Of course, we're nutty as hell right now. We're slapping each other and road raging and uh, because we don't we haven't learned to have outlets yeah absolutely I uh, try try my best to introduce my teenage brothers to music as often as I can so now, do you have children no kids no but I, I have about um, I have the two younger brothers uh, I have a sister who's a little bit younger than me and uh, something like 20 nieces and nephews. Uh, I always lose count because there's so many of them. So, And they range in age from about um, 2 to 20, 24 or so. Um, so we've got pretty much one of every age, and they keep us plenty busy. I'm always impressed with your, just because I get to just see pieces of you, but you have this fire that burns inside of you that is just amazing to watch. I mean, you're how you, whatever you're doing, you just have this passion about it. And um, even describing walking, I mean, you have a way of describing taking a hike that I want to run out and like walk. 
And so you're well, just a very, you. very passionate fire, fire, fire person. Well, thank you so much. I think... Um, Which could be hard on your husband at times. It can, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, it can be. Uh, I think that the staff at Oklahoma Watch, the people I work with um, every day, certainly fuel that as well. Um, you know, in a lot of settings, I think... Um, Working in a team and, and you know, doing the day-to-day job, that can get squashed a little bit for some people. Um, but I'm lucky to be doing something that, that I really love and to be around people who also really love that job and who are super encouraging and um, excited about the work I'm doing and, and really cheer me on. So it's a little bit easier to carry that, carry that passion and that fire through um, when you have so many people just really supporting that. This um, amazing... You know that I think it was Plato or Socrates. Anyway, they were killed for uh, asking the question, why? And so reporters, I mean, that's your job. That's my whole job, yeah. And so it sounds like a very simple job, but it's a very dangerous job because people don't want to be asked why. Absolutely. And, you know, frankly, at Oklahoma Watch, we we focus on the people who don't want you to know why. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that's our job at Oklahoma Watch, being watchdogs, um, investigative reporters. We, you know, we believe that we should be telling stories that people don't want us to tell. We should be providing the public with information that people don't want the public to have. So it is certainly a a challenging job and um, sometimes a little bit scary too, um, depending on on the work. I've certainly been in uncomfortable situations more than once, um, but we all really believe in what we're doing, and so that keeps us going. You should read about the uh, Freedom Riders and reporters that went along with them because they would get beat up just with the Freedom Riders. And they actually didn't have a stake in it. They just, except to report it. Mm-hmm. Or somebody in Ukraine. Well, believe it or not, we have like a minute left. So Well, it flew this, by. I hope this wasn't too painful for you. No, not painful at all. This, this is my job to just go by and grab people and talk to them. Well, my job is similar to that. <laughs> so I guess it was it was just a matter of time before I got put in the hot seat. Well, Whitney, I'm going to do, maybe you could be part of my 10,000 step walk sometime. Yes, I, I would walk, love that. I just walk neighborhoods and get arrested because I'm the only black in this white neighborhood. But <laughs> other than that. Other than that, other it's than lovely. That, this has been the lovely Whitney Bryan and the lovely Byron Jackson. Thank you very much for listening to Building Bridges, Cracking Ice. Is it Smoking Ice? It's doing something with ice. This is Byron Jackson, and I'm out. Connecting a community through conversation. Breaking Ice, Building Bridges is the Possibilities Community Podcast Platform. Thanks for tuning in.